Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Catherine Ransom is our host each and every week. And she's the author of Ransom Notes, the book. She is the subject of the documentary Ransom Notes and and also the, the new TV channel for those who know Roku. And if you don't, please get to know it. You can see us on Amazon Fire. And, you're, and, and it's a work in process and a work in progress. But you'll see uh, all kinds of things develop. And not only Catherine and her documentary and, uh, and our monthly visuals of Ransom Notes, but other people and the words of other people and uh, all faith-based. You're going to see a lot of positive things. And Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am as happy as a sunflower. Ah, sunflower. This is well, this is the season of sunflowers in our part of the world, but I saw the strangest, most interesting thing on the internet this morning. Well, actually, it was an, it was a uh, on Facebook from a friend that she had put on. If you suddenly had uh, one hundred and fifty five screwdrivers, what could you do with that many screwdrivers? Wow. 155 screwdrivers. I know. I'm, I'm I know. assuming we're talking about the tool, not the drink. With, uh, alcohol, with Oh, yes. With yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Sorry. But my mistake. Say, I... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Screwdrivers. Um, well, I, I mean, you could you could uh, give them out to uh, to people and teach them how to use them. Uh, 150 screwdrivers. You could uh, give them out as as prizes to uh, to young people that want to uh, you know even housewarming gifts. Right? People could use a screwdriver, but 150 screwdrivers. Wow. Well, this this was incredible. She had taken these 155 and had made two beautiful looking. Well, beautiful. Maybe it's a slightly over exaggerated sunflowers she put the she she bought or got i don't know whether she bought or had hand yellow handles on most of them a few had green handles and the yellow handles all were fastened together they were different lengths and they were fastened together so that the points went toward the center and then in the very center she had used screws to represent the seeds that are in the middle of a sunflower and the yellow handles were out here around the circumference providing the yellow color and then down and i couldn't tell from the facebook picture what the stem was but on it were two or three of these green screwdriver handled screwdrivers that represented the leaves the flowers were eight feet by 24 inches. That's a big flower. Yeah. But she had a lot of screwdrivers. And I thought, what a creative woman that could do that. It took, it really took a good brain and a good thought to do that. I, I would never, ever have thought of doing it. So that's my creative thought for the morning, thanks to a friend. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know what to do with them, and uh, you know, hey, listen. 
uh, it's uh, it, there are a lot of creative people out there, and they can think of they can think of wonderful things. And the Lord gives us that creativity and uh, and the ingenuity to do things and invent things and create things. What well, uh, wonderful! That's a wonderful story. I thought that we should take a few moments today to talk about. Uh, many know that I teach a class on Sunday morning, and recently we've been doing a study with the a group of adults. Uh, we have about 30, 35, 40 in the class each week. Uh, we've been studying and looking at the Ten Commandments, and I know they've been around for umpteen years. And adults that have gone to church a lot of times for a long time generally uh, almost know them by heart. But we found an author that had written some material that took a really interesting and nice perspective of applying the Ten Commandments and coordinating them with the Proverbs which has is, which is made an interesting study. But we were working this past Sunday and actually the Sunday before on the fourth commandment, honor your father and your, your mother. Yeah. And a lot of things sort of came to mind. And, and so I want you to sort of help our audience think about when you hear the word honor, what comes to your mind? Respect, usually, you know, that uh, maybe another word, a biblical word for, for respect Um Honor is, uh, uh, you know, maybe even listen to what they are teaching us, and uh, you know the uh, the the Bible and uh, the Lord uh, who gave these words to to Moses. Um, it was, uh, I'm sure, was thinking that the young people. Uh, as long as they respect their elders, they could be taught, and then they can, when it's their time, they could teach, and then they could, you know, and some maybe even go on to teach classes on Sunday, like you. And so, for for people uh, to to honor somebody, that that to me is respect. Well, and I think that's a a, a perfect adjective for honor. <clears throat> so the author then takes this concept of respect and honor and begins to tear it apart, and uh, not in a negative way, but to, to analyze it would be a better word. And, and he has about six points, and we're only going to look at a, two or three of them this this afternoon. Uh, we'll probably perhaps address it in a week or two. But the first thing he sort of says is that this uh, honor and, and your, your father and your mother it really involves the aspect of charity. And as I looked at what he said, I thought, does that mean that as children, that, well, let me ask you this way. When you hear the word charity, what comes to your mind? Uh, giving of oneself. Uh, okay. And, and that's, and that's a, a good, a good thought. Uh, Sometimes we get, we think of it as giving money to, th to, to organizations right. and stuff like that. But there is also, I think, as we take the Old Testament word charity, that I believe it also has the aspect of love. That, and I think probably our author was suggesting that uh, this love or this charity begins at home. And if I want my kids to love... I need to demonstrate love. And throughout all of his discussion on his aspects of the commandments, i.e. right now on the fourth, honor your papa and your mama, 
is that it is a two-way street. It is not just that you want the children to love mother or father, but we also want daddy to love his kids, mama to hug her kids, to show respect, to, to be reciprocal in that. And sometimes I think we forget that it's a two-way kind of thing. And we all, well, and, and we've all experienced and seen, you and I are both old enough to know that we've seen homes and relationships where there was not very much overt love either way. And I'm guessing that you've experienced that as you've watched society and it makes you sort of cry. The second thing he talks about, and I'm guessing now that you can address and react to this more than I can. He said, spare the rod and spoil the child. And that statement has been around for a long time. Do you really believe that? No, I, I never struck my children. I never, never did. I've, I've yelled. I've raised my voice for sure. Um, I, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's something that I think is, you know, sometimes we outgrow these ideas and we, uh, and they become outdated. I, I, I don't believe in hitting children. But spare the rod can also be, I need to do discipline. Right, and you, that's right, right. That's a and so I think we need to look at spare the rod in a slightly enhanced kind of definition. Because if my parents had not disciplined me in a variety of ways, and I was, if, if we were talking Sunday at church, I said, I don't ever remember being spanked by my parents, I am sure that when I was one, two, three, I am sure I've received a few little, you know, slaps on the behind, because that's that's sort of natural kind of thing. But I certainly remember receiving correction and instruction, and without that, I would be even a less pleasant, kind, caring adult. It's that you learn to care, you learn to love, but along with love, you have to have to some some discipline. Now, when we look at the Ten Commandments, and this is one of the things that I sort of want to conclude with today, is that we translate honor your father and your mother, but we also need to look at in the broader term, who is our father? Who's you and I have the same father. Who is that father? The Lord. It's it's God. It's uh, Jesus. It, right. God is the father, and Jesus is the son. He's our brother. But he is right. He is uh, he he. When you think of uh, when you think of the father, you think of God, and when you think of <laughs> the, the Lord, you know, and and you think of uh, Jesus. I, I mean, I do anyway. Well, sure. I mean, because you know, this is a we're really getting. Uh, theoretical and, yes, and right. deep, if we look at the Trinity, but God is our Father. Now, sometimes we forget that God really loves us, but if He is a good Father, what else is He going to do sometimes to us? Discipline us. He's going to teach us what bingo. Bingo. That's exactly right. And I think sometimes we blame God for some things that maybe we brought on ourselves. But sometimes God can allow things to happen as a part of discipline. Not every tragedy that happens to us, not every sickness is because he hates us or because he loves us and is giving us trials. But sometimes 
He does allow things to happen. And that's part of whipping me into shape. And now I don't mean whipping with a little switch. I mean shaping us up by. So I would encourage our, our listening audience to not only, first of all, think I need to love my children, but I also need to love God and I need to demonstrate it and he's going to love me in reverse. But I also need to discipline my kids if I have them. But I need to expect that I might have some discipline from my father in heaven. So we'll we'll look at the at probably at this little thing perhaps another time, enhance it. But if not, that's enough for now. We don't want to overwork our brain because this is summer vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh it's good. These are good lessons. And uh, you know, I look at it at when when something happens to me instead of uh, blaming God, I, I look at it as God is challenging me. God is teaching me. You know, when uh, when things go wrong, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's because God wants to, me to be stronger, so I can I can uh, persevere in certain things. Uh, wonderful uh, lessons, Kathy. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate that. I've got I've got a, I've got a, a closing statement, though. I want to to, to give you. It, it's you have to listen really careful. My body is a temple, and you've probably heard that. And I'm going to put it all together. My body is a temple, ancient and crumbling. <laughs> That's what happens when you're 86. 86? I called you 85 before. I, I, I undercut. I, I, That's all right. I told you. Well, you thought you thought we were talking a short time here, and it's been a whole year. See, I went from 85 <laughs> to 86. That's great. Wonderful, as always, Kathy Ransom, thank you. And to uh, everyone out there, we thank you for listening. We know you have a lot of choices. And, and you can hear us now, and uh, you'll be able to see Kathy on TV, on Roku TV and uh, and Amazon Fire and, and her own channel. And we'll be talking about that. It's a work in progress, but it's, it's going to be wonderful, and you can see it now. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.